I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We have all the political drama and palace intrigue that uh, just makes Washington, D.C. so fascinating. Uh, Of course, we have congressional Democrats uh, who have a very ambitious agenda and some pretty hefty timelines coming in when it comes to spending, infrastructure, social programs, green technology, a debt ceiling that has to be raised, a government that needs to be funded. And uh, this is an interesting one to look at. And so to help us do that, Andy Field is uh, our ABC News correspondent based in Washington, D.C. Andy, thanks for joining us. And uh, as you look at the lay of the land, uh, this is one of those where uh, the uh, Republicans have kind of been out uh, just uh, snacking on popcorn, watching as the battle seems to be between the uh, progressives in the Democratic Party and the more moderates in the Democratic Party. How's it shaping up rolling into the weekend? Not good. (laughs) In in two words, Uh, the Democrats are busy scrambling. Remember the the, uh, Star Trek, uh, Captain Kirk used to play three-dimensional chess with with Spock. You had three different layers, and you had to keep all the players moving in three different dimensions. That's kind of what's going on with the budget negotiations right now. Uh You've got three layers of... Democrats, progressives, moderates, and more conservative Democrats, and you can't please them all, nor is a middle-of-the-road compromise going to make either end of that spectrum very happy. Mm. And so that's why we've got this major headache. But that is on top of, we're, we're talking about this $3.5 trillion uh, extra spending on top of the already passed infrastructure bill in the Senate. Uh, this is for education, for health care, for all kinds of things that virtually everyone in this country goes, yeah, that sounds good to me. Uh, but Republicans go, no, it sounds too expensive to us. And even some moderate Democrats, uh, in, including uh, Senator Manchin and uh, Kristen Cinema in Arizona, are balking at the price tag on this thing. So put that aside for a second. Next week is the run into the brick wall scenario of the federal government, where September 30th, the entire federal government turns into a pumpkin and they can't spend money anymore and the debt ceiling is is gone, although that happens a little bit later. Uh, And and if they don't get those things done, all these federal workers go home, no one gets paid, and uh, the government stops 
being able to borrow money, which will create this gigantic financial meltdown around the world because everyone counts on the U.S. to have uh, the full faith and credit. Like if the right. U.S. says we're going to pay you back, they pay you back. And yeah. suddenly we won't be able to pay people back. Yeah. Now, I know we, I know that this has become uh, political sport and speculation uh, a lot. We've done this 80 times uh, over the years now in terms of raising the debt ceiling. And I'm one of those who, who thinks this will be more political theater and, and that it will happen uh, and also in terms of the, the shutdown, I, I think it is important to, to know what actually Im- gets impacted in that. There is revenue coming into the Treasury. Uh, a lot of businesses actually pay their taxes in the fall. So there is uh, some cash that will come in to keep uh, those critical uh, services rolling forward. Uh, but as you look at how this breaks down, uh, again, along the kind of the political lines, as, as I mentioned, the Republicans are sort of just watching uh, from the sideline, what do you think the critical negotiations are going to be as it relates to the Democrats coming together and saying, okay, here is the package we can all live with? It's hard to tell because you know, you've got really one guy in the Senate is is almost more powerful than the President of the United States right now, and that's Joe Manchin of, uh, of West Virginia. He keeps saying, no, I don't want to spend this much money. I don't want to add this much to the debt. The president keeps insisting over and over again that this isn't adding a dime to the debt because it includes taxes uh, being raised on wealthy Americans and corporations. Not a giant amount of percentage higher and certainly nowhere near close to what it was before President Trump came into office. And he's balking at that, too. So it's really difficult uh to, to see, if you, to grab your crystal ball and say, gee, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, because, as I said, there are so many moving parts, it's it's hard to figure out where all these chess pieces are going to uh, end up. And then, of course, you have Republican Mitch McConnell who says, hey, don't look at us. <laughs> you know, you guys control both the House and Senate. You guys do whatever you, you want to do. do we're we're yeah. staying out of this. Yeah. Uh, so one of the things I think was interesting coming out of the conversations today was uh, the, uh, two things, really. One, uh, of course, uh, Mitch, uh, not Mitch McConnell, but Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi came out and said they have a, a framework in terms of paying for things. Uh, but there was also the conversation with uh, Joe Manchin, I think with Senator Cinema and the president as well, where the president seemed to be saying, hey, g- give me a number, give me a plan, give me something to uh, to push against uh, in terms of what that actual, what is it that you can live with in terms of dollars and cents? And it'll be interesting to see if they actually respond to President Biden uh, and actually give him a number and start a negotiation. Yeah, well, you got to remember this number, this three and a half trillion, is actually a compromise. I mean, they wanted <laughs> many, many, many more billions than the number they came up with, and then you've got to satisfy the the progressive end of the party, the Bernie Sanders, the uh, Ocasio Cortezes, and the and the folks. Who are saying, look, you know, we never seem to have a lack of money when it comes to funding the military and things that that Republicans want to fund. But when it comes to what progressives want to fund, suddenly the the well is dried up, and they go, "We're in power now. It's time for us to hold the line and and to say, look, we're not going to vote for your infrastructure bill if you don't do this." And so Democrats in the House could kill the infrastructure bill that was already passed in the Senate if they don't get some of the stuff they want. Wow, that's going to be fascinating. Andy, Phil, we always rely on your uh, understanding what's going on there in Washington. I've made this completely crystal clear, I'm sure. <laughs> I say it, I think we're all kind of to the uh, clear as mud uh, standpoint. And, uh, right. th- these battles are always interesting and fascinating. But Andy Field from ABC, appreciate your perspective today.
Thank you. All right. Uh, again, it is complicated. It is complex. And we're going to continue to monitor it. And again, the bigger battles seem to be lining up around the progressive wing of the Democratic Party and the moderate wing of the Democratic Party. Can they come to a compromise? And then can that compromise cross the aisle and actually get to President Biden's desk? We'll continue to follow that. And we're going to talk about what makes us all so weary and how to get over it coming up next. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.